are listening to Neurosalience, the OHBM podcast. Welcome to OHBM Neurosalience. You may have noticed some different sounds. That's because we're kicking off season two. And today's episode content will be a bit different to normal. Uh, I'm chatting to Peter about the experience of the podcast so far. Uh, so before we get started with that, I wanted to mention who has been involved in making this podcast. Peter has put in a lot of work uh, contacting guests, preparing for interviews, carrying out the interviews, and really keeping up the momentum uh, by recording regularly. And then there's a production team, mostly of early career researchers that have been taking care of the editing and the publishing. And these people include me, Rachel Stickland, Anastasia Brovkin, Ekaterina Dobrikova, Katie Moran, Nils Mulert and Kevin Seatek. And also thanks to Rosalind Chavan for adapting the OHBM logo into our great pod podcast logo. So all these people are members or contributors with the OHBM com communication committee, often called ComCom. And there are also many other people in ComCom that have supported this podcast and contributed ideas to help get it up and running. We talk about that a little bit in the chat, uh, me and Peter, uh, but to give you a an idea of what ComCom is. So ComCom works to improve communication both within and beyond the OHBM community, creating content for the OHBM blog, podcast, social media, reporting about current topics in our community and the field. If you don't know much about this committee, there is actually a recent blog post on the OHBM website that tells you all about it in the form of a chat with past and current chairs and chair elects. They even talk about how the idea for the podcast came about and some of their thoughts on it. The OHBM blog website is ohbmbrainmappingblog.com. If you have thoughts for future episodes, share them with us by emailing ohbmbrain at gmail.com. We've had about 20 episodes, well, we've had 20 episodes released since March of this year, uh, which is pretty good progress. And we, we're not going to give a detailed summary of them uh, here today, but um, we could summarize just together the types of ones we've had. So um, kind of I can get us started and we can just give the listeners an idea of maybe what's been covered. So feel free to, to jump in, but I, I made a little kind of list. So yeah. you've had some in-depth discussions with, you know, individuals and groups of individuals that are kind of really leaders in their field, talking about their careers in science, as well as their kind of perspectives on where the science is going. And I think yeah, that's kind of one of the one of the types of of uh, episodes we've had. But then I think there's been a, a couple of common themes I, I pulled out. So you've kind of had some debates or discussions on the kind of efficacy of fMRI as a tool, uh, just in general, um, about rep reproducibility and best practices for data sharing. Uh, we spoke a bit about publishing platforms. Um, even got into kind of scanner hardware and the vendors that you know make the scanners like we uh, you spoke to a few of them and then I think lastly um, kind of a general category is like OHBM as an organization and around the OHBM conference you spoke to some keynote speakers um, some award winners and also some special in interest groups as well yeah. um, do you think that covers most of it <laughs> uh yeah, I think that that pretty much covers it. I think that um, yeah, uh, you know, we definitely have focused on on yeah exactly everything you said as far as the topics, the the people, the issues, 
and the organization itself. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. And obviously, hopefully people have listened to some of these episodes already, but maybe that will uh, encourage people to look back at the, the previous season, if not. Um, so maybe let's start with a, a kind of open question for you. So how have you found making the podcast so far? Yeah, um, I found it actually uh, uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's actually, um, it's both more work and that I expected, but at the same time, uh, the amount of, uh, you know, it's, it's really stimulating, at least, you know, for me in preparing for it, to, you know, I, I try to read papers and, and keep up on the literature in general, but uh, this, this is sort of another level of engagement. And, you know, certainly when I ask, uh, when I interview the guests, I like to, to do my research on them and, and sort of, and also the whole process of trying to think of the right questions to ask and, and, and how to hit that, that point. Like one thing I was going to bring out with all these topics is that, you know, you really want to, you know, the field, talking about a field is sort of um, a tricky thing because it's like not only the science and, you know, people just do the science, but it's also, there's, you know, there's the edge of the science where, where people don't really know uh, what the best thing to do is. And there's things that they don't really know about, you know, what, you know, what, uh, there might be some controversies, uh, but also, uh, you know, we're all human and we're all just people uh, doing the best we can and, and trying to figure out ways of bringing out the human side uh, of everyone from the postdocs uh, up to the, the full professors and the, the old people, um, including myself. And I say old people with the, <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's, 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 I usually spend about, so, so practically speaking, I, I would spend, you know, the sort of a week or so preparing, uh, just reading papers and generating questions. And, and depending on how busy I was in other things, I would send them the questions ahead of time and, uh, and then go from there. And it usually would really work out well, as far as that's yeah. concerned. So yeah, it's been a lot of work, uh, yeah. but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. That sounds like a lot of hard work, but I guess it must be rewarding if you keep on doing it then. <laughs> yeah. And one thing, one thing that's totally rewarding. I mean, obviously this came up in the context of during COVID and everyone feels sort of isolated. And I feel like, uh, you know, reaching out to these people, uh, it sort of helps people. Of, I would like to think that it helps people sort of stay in touch with mm. those in the field and the issues in the field, uh, as opposed to just reading papers or, or, you know, just seeing talks uh, on online or things like that. So yeah. I think that I'd like to think that helped people. It certainly has helped me. I mean, I, I have all these, I realize you know, most of these people, and this might be uh, later in the discussion, but most of these people I kind of know in some level, um, uh, not all of them, but, uh, and it's kind of nice to, mm. to catch up. Yeah, no, I had a couple of thoughts about that because I think this podcast and just generally a lot of the kind of, you know, virtual events we've been having during COVID, it has make, made me feel a little bit more connected to that kind of wider neuroimaging community. And obviously we get that from going to conferences, but I think we've just had a lot more, like I've been attending a lot more kind of international webinars and kind of events and just, I think I've, yeah, I've been aware of that a little bit more. So I, I definitely think that the podcast has done that too and um yeah I mean I wanted to mention actually that I've enjoyed those kind of uh honest discussions you've had with people and for me it's it helps me put like you know a voice to a name and a personality to a name that you know people that I've only seen um 
as authors on papers or giving a more kind of structured talk. Um, so I, I've I've enjoyed that. I guess you said you've known you've known quite a lot of the people you interviewed beforehand, um, which is which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, so maybe for other people, it just helps helps us contextualize them a little bit more. Yeah, and I and I've always found that um, I mean the, the dangerous part is if I know them if I know them too well or if I know their area too well. Like if I'm if you know if it overlaps a lot with what I do, um, I'm always worried a little bit about sort of digging into the details too much. Uh, and and it usually seems that the people who uh, whose work is a little bit outside my comfort zone, um, I usually. I'm, I'm able to sort of pitch it uh, such that it hits a more, uh, hopefully a more broad audience. And so, yeah, so yeah that's, that's also, but certainly knowing them uh, helps uh, with yeah. the familiarity. They, and yeah, they're, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun in that regard. Yeah. And I think that's what people hope from a, like, I guess the podcast format is just that you can have that slightly more unstructured chat. I mean, like if we want to know about people's science, we can hope, you know, we can just, go to a talk or, or read their papers. So I think it it kind of has to be more than that, doesn't it? It has to be about the science and them yeah. and their perspective and all of the thoughts that you want to write in a paper that you don't <laughs> put in. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it's only the science. So I, I think that's good. That's what's good about this format, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, w I wanted to pick up on one kind of theme, I guess, that I think was in a, in a couple of the episodes. I mean, obviously there's quite a lot, but I think it came up a lot that, you know, we really do have a lack of clinical application for fMRI. And also we have kind of reproducibility crisis. We, you know, topics about lack of diversity in common like neuroimaging spaces. So these are all very, you know, diverse um, topics, but I guess I wanted to ask you, you know, after discussing these types of things with people, um, did you feel more hopeful or more disheartened or a bit of the two, bit of both? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, well, one, um, one of the key things is that my perspective was definitely broadened on, on all of them. And, and so you not only get aware of the magnitude of the, of the challenge, you also get a, uh, it's heartening to know that there's, there's people working on all of these things and thinking deeply uh, and carefully about many of uh, many of these issues. I mean, everything from, right. I mean, I, I think a lot about clinical, I always, you know, everyone sort of works in their silo in some sense. And, and like, for instance, clinical applications of fMRI, I, 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 you know, I talk to people about that a lot. And it seems like the, sometimes the people I talk to don't really haven't really thought about it that much. They just start doing their thing. Everyone's kind of doing their thing. But, but when you really try to press people on a podcast about it, you realize people, you know, are thinking practically about it. Like, um, like for instance, there's, there's people like, uh, uh, like Michael Fox, for instance, who's really trying to, to use fMRI in some way day to day with his patients. Uh, and you have many other people who are like, for instance, Ahmad Harari. One, one thing about that podcast that, that was really kind of cool is that if you read his paper, um, I think it's very easy to have thought like, oh, wow, he's just bashing the field. Um, but then when you talk to him, he's like, no, he, he really cares about getting yeah. it right. And he's hopeful and he has ways of doing it. And so, so I think that you get a little bit of a sense, a, a hopeful sense that, uh, uh, that, you know, that people are working on these things. So I think overall, I'm, I'm very, uh, if anything, it's made me more optimistic. Uh, mm. about most everything. Um, 
I mean, even even things like uh, 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 you know, looking at diversity. I was blown away uh, when talking to some of the SIGs uh, how much effort is being put into OHBM to to establish this, and blown away in a really good way. I mean, it seems that most people, a lot of people who just go to the meeting, they focus on certain things, and and seeing the work that's being done uh, to make OHBM uh, uh, more of a uh, you know, welcoming, uh, diverse uh, uh, community mm. was was very eye opening and very heartening, and and hopefully that that spread that message pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think people are putting in some really hard work on that, and I think it's easy to just say we we need better representation and more diversity, but it seems like people are really trying to work out the clear actionable things to do not just uh saying it i guess yeah yeah and, and yeah speaking of actionable things i mean that's one thing also interviewing danny bassett for instance um you know of course uh you know i have to say that that as i was preparing for her work you know i'm reading her papers and i'm thinking oh my gosh this is going to be i have to you know that's really hard i mean it's uh but um i mean she has she has uh she's been doing some amazing work that's a little bit outside of my areas of expertise. And so I, I probably worked very hard to prepare for that, but at the same time, she has these papers on, um, you know, characterizing uh, bias in, in references. And, and mm. so that, that was actually, I mean, people are, you know, very, very smart people are, are adding uh, collecting metrics and, and pushing transparency to their work uh, in that regard too. So that was great as far as, uh, and heartening to see that that's being done. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Well, I'm glad that you're feeling more more hopeful <laughs> than disheartened. Maybe aware of some of the challenges a bit more, but yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, I guess, about the process already of like getting guests for this podcast, and I mean, yeah, you've spoken about like your prep for that. Um, you know, how, how have you been going about? getting those guests and you know like inviting people I guess you know it's been a little bit of a team like people have suggested you know um podcast you but I think you've done a lot of the reaching out to people I guess it's just people that you you kind of know in the field and think would make an interesting chat yeah it's, it's kind of a weird optimization um you know I'm, I'm trying to I'm always trying to sort of keep my eye on uh interesting controversies or interesting issues or you know like the sticking points like clinical applications of fMRI or, um, uh, you know, how, how useful is neural modeling uh, to, you know, is it really going to understand the brain or, or be used to understand the brain? Or even like, you know, coming up is uh, uh, Melanie Boley, who, you know, looking at consciousness. I mean, there's, that's a, that's kind of a wide open sort of thing. Um, so I've, I've been trying to, the way I, the way I do it, it's, it's actually kind of ad hoc. I mean, I certainly, you know, we've, we've had many discussions and, with, with the whole uh, production team, you know, about what might be, and I have this spreadsheet and everyone sees it and, you know, what m- might be uh, useful topics, useful people, interesting people to talk to. Uh, and that's been really helpful. Uh, sometimes it's just ad hoc and I'm thinking, oh, wow, maybe I should just, and usually about once a week, I, I or tw- once every two weeks, I come up with like a batch of people in my head and I just start shooting out emails and, some sort of, you know, if I'm some, been working hard, if I'm in some sort of manic state, I just shoot out a bunch of emails. And, uh, uh, and surprisingly, uh, just about every single person has said yes. Uh, only had a couple of people who said no. And, uh, 
I think partially, I don't know why exactly, but partially because maybe they uh, prefer to, they're, they're very careful in, in what yeah. they say and they can't, they figure the, the spontaneous form of a podcast is a little risky. That's what people like about it though, um, is you might say something that you kind of regret, but I always tell people that we can edit things out if they want to as well. But yeah, um, yeah. But overall I've been lucky. Every single person almost I've asked has said yes. So oh, that's great. Yeah. That's why we've been <laughs> recording. So yeah, recording so many, that's great. And actually that maybe that brings us on a little bit to, um, uh, kind of the season two that, that we're, we're looking ahead to. I know we do have some of those episodes already recorded. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to maybe kind of let us know a little bit about them or. Yeah, sure. I could have coming up. Yeah. I could talk a little bit about, uh, I, I, I saw, okay. So, um, uh, so I've, I've interviewed, uh, Nicola Stickoff, who is, uh, uh, you know, a pioneer in structural imaging. He's been very involved in ISMRM and OHBM. Um, you know, he's very much uh, a person who um, uh, has been um, sort of uh, leading the field in 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 terms of uh, publishing. Uh, uh, <laughs> and um, uh, in terms of sort of thinking about publishing, in terms of thinking about how to how to uh, uh, best, uh, you know, he wants to revise the, the uh, how we publish papers and that sort of thing. So, so he's been, he was great. Uh, he's actually been sort of, he was sort of an initial inspiration to this whole podcast yeah. actually, because, you know, he had a podcast of his own and I initially talked to him, I would, uh, you know, potentially uh, about got some great advice for him as, as to how to get this whole thing going in the first place. Um, uh, Jack, Jack Gallant, um, is coming up, uh, and mm -hmm. we have two podcasts with Jack, uh, and it's, and just to let everyone know, the first one was, um, uh, I wouldn't say contentious, but it was, it was a little bit more, uh, lively. <laughs> yeah, lively. Um, and I thought, oh, you know, we didn't quite even begin to get to what I really wanted to talk about with Jack. And so I kind of contacted him again. I said, Hey, let's try this again. And, uh, and, and the second one was, uh, you know, was, they're both great, but they, but the second one sort of covers, uh, uh, a, a broader range of topics. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's other ones too, like Javier, uh, Castellanos is, um, person who, uh, uh, you know, was, uh, uh, won the mentor award one year and, um, he had a great, he had a, he had a, a lot of fun talking with him about the history of things with, uh, uh, in terms of how things got started with him. And uh, we also talked with uh, people who were starting up open science. Uh, uh, this is at Max Plain Institute uh, uh, for Cognitive and Brain Sciences and um, starting up their own grassroots open science uh, sort of efforts. And, yeah. uh, and also I mentioned Melanie Boley and, but also um, I've also interviewed the, the AFNI team with Bob mm. Cox. And just to kind of, you know, that seems like a, you know, at first glance, it's like, oh my gosh, it's a, a dry podcast just about AFNI. <laughs> it's about a processing platform. But if anyone knows Bob, uh, Bob's a character and his team is really interesting and they have their own perspective about how the best, uh, how to do things. And, and it's a lot of fun to get that information. So that's, those are a few people that yeah. I interviewed. I have a bunch of other people lined up. And so um, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's yeah. Be a lot of fun. So, that's great. 
yeah so yeah lots lots to to look forward to there and um obviously yeah you're going to be recording more um shortly as well and i guess one thing i wanted to talk about i guess it relates to kind of uh future podcasts is you know the anchor is the podcast platform we use and it it tells us some stats which i think um it tells us that most of our listeners are in the us about 40 percent uh about 10 percent in the uk and germany and five percent in canada and australia uh, i've just grouped a couple there i guess the other places are like one to two percent if we trust these stats, which I haven't <laughs> validated them in any way, I guess I was just wanted to brought up as a bit of a discussion point, maybe how 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 could we engage like more widely? I guess it's just mostly US listeners that we have. Yeah, it seems like it's mostly it's mostly US and it's and, and certainly I, I, I would love to have this podcast go even beyond the OHBM community. Uh, yeah. I feel, you know, I feel, you know, I'm still learning the ropes as far as how to best do this, but I feel that the content is, uh, is, is very accessible to people even not in brain imaging. Um, and, but, but definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little confused too. Why, why uh, it's so heavily weighted uh, towards uh, um, U.S. citizens. I don't know if it's a cultural thing that people just listen to podcasts more in the U.S. Um, I don't think so. No. Uh, so. Well, maybe we just need to get better at our, tweeting and tagging and <laughs> sharing it around yeah Maybe we'll sharing, try it yeah try harder with that this this season <laughs> yeah yeah sharing it and advertising it in in some ways i mean maybe maybe the tweets maybe people who, who follow my tweets or your tweets or um uh, are mostly u.s citizens i yeah i don't know maybe we should try to i'm completely open to any ideas as far as that's yeah. and and also just to add i mean I'm, you might mention this as well that i'm completely open to you know we're I'm very open to having the community give me any ideas about what they want to talk about or uh, who they would like interviewed or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I think we're going to include an email address um, at the start or at the end of this, this chat. So yeah, people can feedback some ideas maybe about if they, if they have them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe as a team, we can uh, brainstorm, brainstorm our um, ways of kind of reaching and also audience yeah it might be interesting to to uh you know not to have turned this into a brainstorming session as a podcast (laughs) but um uh you know i know that ismrm doesn't really have a podcast and so maybe trying to you know either tap into that or tap into other uh um maybe make it a joint not really you know formally a joint effort but sort of be inclusive of other of other groups uh a little bit more too, just in terms of the guests or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sounds good. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess another question I had, which is related to kind of the, the going forward, um, you know, I, I was reflecting on the fact that I think I'm right in saying that the kind of OHBM community and like the members are kind of majority early career researchers. Is that right? I think so. Um, and so I think it's really good that you interviewed some of those special interest groups around the time of the annual meeting. Like, you know, we got to hear, you mentioned them, you know, already, we, we got to really hear some of the great initiatives that they had. And I think a lot of those kind of special interest groups were early career researchers. And I mean, I was just reflecting on it and I, I, I think, you know, early career researchers 
are probably a bit more nervous coming onto a podcast and talking about themselves and their science and you know maybe having a group of people was a little bit kind of strength in numbers but yeah I, I don't know just be good to think of ways to engage I guess people at those different career levels and and you know make, making sure that we're hearing those voices which hopefully people think you know agree that we have been so far which is nice so I just didn't know if you had any thoughts on that kind of yeah topic. yeah I, I'd like to include more career uh, early career uh, researchers um, as well because uh, I, I think actually a lot of people can learn a lot from them um, I, I certainly have in, in the sense of I mean I you know, the whole field, I mean, the essence of the, of the field is driven by postdocs and driven by graduate students. It's, you know, the, the, the leaders the, the, are the people who did that. And, the, you know, they still sort of, you know, they, they sort of direct programs, but the people who actually are there figuring stuff out and doing the work and doing the coding and doing the processing are mostly postdocs and graduate students. And so, um, and not only that, they, I feel that there really has been a cultural shift uh, uh, in a good way, in terms of uh, you know focusing on more of the social aspects and most focusing on diversity and focusing on on open science and um, and that's actually it's it's very tangible when you talk to uh, early career researchers mm. about this because they they feel it very strongly um, because they have they probably downloaded a ton of data and they they've worked with it and or else they they're they're quite aware of. Of issues in their department or whatever, so much more so I feel than uh, I don't consider myself old, but but even when I was younger, uh, much more so than I than I ever thought about things like that. I just wanted to, you know, figure out what I'm going to do and write my thesis, um, and it early on. Um, so yeah, I think it's it it injects some energy into the field to sort of let their voice be heard a lot more. Mm. Um, and and yeah, you're right. They they're a little bit more. Uh, I feel. Uh, slightly nervous. I try to, you know, I try to, you know, my, for myself, at least I try to, you know, make it fun. And, and, uh, I guess the more people who go on, it might be, uh, um, uh, more fun in that regard. Yeah. So, and I always assure everyone when I'm interviewing them that, right. If there's any place that they need to be edited, just let us know and, and we'll take yeah. it out. So. Yeah. So maybe that's, a, that's another place we can, yeah, kind of talk to the team and think of ways we can, because a lot of that content was around the, the OHBM annual meeting, which has, you know, made a lot of sense, but maybe going forward, we can think of other ways of, of kind of, yeah, get, getting people involved. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I had a couple, I mean, I think we're coming to the end really of, of like maybe some of the questions I had at least, but maybe it relates to something you just said. I mean, do you find it nerve-wracking kind of putting your voice out there and your perspective sometimes? I mean, like I mentioned that early career research isn't myself, you know, I would, I, I find that a little hard, but what, what about, what about you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of a weird, uh, it's like giving a talk in some sense where, I mean, the hardest part with the whole thing has been um, uh, when I started, I press record, I say, okay, now we're recording. And then I have a hard time sort of like, all right, well, then I fumble around a little bit. And luckily most of that gets edited out, I think. And, and uh, um, but that's the hardest part for me. And then, it, and then um, just like if you're giving a talk to an audience, I, I've often found that you kind of get into a zone and you kind of mm. get a connection with the person and you're kind of, you've looked at your questions and you kind of know what you're going to say, but then, but at the same time, something comes up and you, and it's sort of like it, it, it 
it kind of gets into it. You kind of get keyed up for it. And then you start, hopefully uh, it's a, it's kind of flows. And, and then I'm usually ends up totally exhausted at the end, um, but kind of keyed up in a good way. So um, I don't find it. Yeah. I find it. Um, uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, hard to get started, but, um, but then, but then fine. Um, yeah. And I usually write, um, uh, I do think that, you know, if, if I actually thought about it, maybe I would be a little bit more nervous, but I usually, <laughs> I usually, my goal is at least when I interview people is to, uh, tr uh, try to, um, come across as, uh, sincerely as possible. Like even in our lab meetings, I'm, I'm usually just asking questions because I have a question. I'm not trying to put forth any agenda or, or anything like that. I'm not trying to make someone look good or bad or whatever. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. And, and luckily I feel like the questions I ask sort of resonate with other people. Like they've sort of had a form of that question anyway. And so it, it I think it, it, yeah. it seems to work. It seems yeah. to work. No, I definitely think you achieve that. I, I think that, yeah, sometimes people do ask questions just because they want to ask someone a difficult question, but it, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, that's not the case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With, with how you've been doing it. So no, I don't want to make you feel uh, you're going to over, overthink everything now. <laughs> no, no, I was no, just no. Uh, right. interested. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think as something I mentioned to you, we, we won't go into too much details, but I think it would be great to have someone on the team, uh, you know, interview you in the long form. And, and so, you know, maybe that, that would be a fun addition. Um, but I, I guess as we're wrapping up, I just thought maybe I would ask you kind of, uh, just so the listeners um, get a feel for kind of what, what's interesting you most um, with your science now and, you know, what, maybe what you're working on or just like a little, a little teaser for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've been sort of doing fMRI method development and, and that uh, for, you know, for now it's going to be actually, I just found out that uh, September 14th, uh, uh, 2021 will be precisely uh, 30 years after my my first my first successful fMRI experiment. I remember I put someone in the scanner, and or actually I jumped in the scanner, and it took a couple of days for it to work. But I we had this set up, and 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 we we got it going, and yeah. that was literally 30 years ago. It's sort of mind boggling to me that it's that long. <laughs> um, 1991, yeah. Uh, so. Um, uh, what I'm doing now is is still more the same. So right now we're working at very high field. We're trying to go to we're, uh, half of my group tries to is trying to push methods for doing layer specific fMRI. Um, the other half of my group is doing uh, uh, you know trying to find better robust ways of uh, of time series analysis and paradigm design like naturalistic stimuli. Uh, you know, trying to pull information about individual subjects uh, out. My my whole the thing that excites me is I feel like with MRI um, and probably with other techniques, uh, there there's there's always a there's always more information uh, in the time series, and it's just a matter of you know you have a control over the paradigm, you have control over some of the contrast, especially with MRI, and you have control over processing, and it's still it's such a wide space. That there's so much more information to get, so that's that's kind of what my group is working on uh, right now. And I have I run our core facilities at the at the NIH, and that 
uh, that keeps me busy just to sort of keep things going. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of other things that uh, I try to keep my fingers in a little bit and um, yeah, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm intrigued by a lot too, but, uh, but obviously there's my group isn't big enough to do everything. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I think that, yeah, I think it'd be great to, to maybe delve into a bit more of those details on the on the future, future yeah. podcast sure. um yeah i mean i i just had one more question but feel free to 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 raise anything else if you think we we've forgotten anything i don't know um do you listen to many podcasts yourself like oh yeah uh, yeah do you want to um, tell us <laughs> no it's funny um i'm i you know I, I usually listen to podcasts i usually you know run or work out every day and and so i'm listening to them when i when i do that and uh, I'm, you know, it's funny. My, my favorite podcasts are things like there's this one that came out where I, and also I get, I get, I listen to them also, especially when I'm in the, in the middle of like, you know, interviewing people, I try to listen for, you know, their style and how they yeah. get pointers and like, Oh, they said that first. Okay. I should try, you know, uh, try to figure out the right way to organize things or whatever. But I listen to, um, uh, 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 one of my favorite ones so far that has really cool guests is, is called the Lex Friedman Friedman podcast. It used to be called AI. It's all, it's all about, uh, you know, it's all about everything actually. He just interviews these prominent people in the field that just talk about the interface of AI and brain science and, and other things too. Uh, it gets crazy. Um, uh, there's this guy, Tim Ferriss, who's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it goes everything from health to business to whatever, uh, Paul Middlebrooks is sort of over overlaps a little bit with this podcast, uh, uh, doing brain inspired. Uh, um, and there's other things like Sam Harris making sense podcasts. I, I enjoy yeah. listening to, um, and also this guy, Peter Atia, um, uh, he has this podcast called the drive. It's basically all about health and, uh, that, that sort of thing. So, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I, I enjoyed, those are my main ones and, and, uh, um, yeah, I don't like to, you know, I, I think uh, I would love to get, you know, it's funny, I listen to some of the guests and I'm thinking, I'd love to get some of the guests that they have. I mean, just to go outside of the uh, the normal OHBM uh, uh, thing, but we'll see, see yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah given, given you good ideas, well, some, yeah, some recommendations for the, for the listeners. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I think, um, yeah, did, was there anything else we wanted to mention? Any other thoughts you wanted to go out or do you think? Um, uh, well, I, I just also wanted to mention that, yeah, the, the, the next season is still, you know, we're still in the process of, in, of inviting guests and uh, uh, I definitely am keeping my eye on not only uh, having a broad spectrum of people from, from a wider diversity of countries, I'm also trying to uh, cover different modalities as well, not just fMRI, which I'm sort of biased towards. Um, uh, but also, um, you know, trying to keep my eye on, on what people, you know, what, what people really do care about, uh, uh, what are the issues, not just sort of stuff, but like, what, what can we talk about to try to make progress on something? Uh, so, so yeah, so I'm, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Great. Well, yeah, well, thanks for all your hard work on it so far it's been great to be involved i've been learning a lot so <laughs> well well thanks thanks yeah thanks for all the work i mean definitely you know i my job is kind of easy relative to everyone i mean my i just basically prepare interview them prepare and then have a good conversation uh 
but then I send it off to you and the production team that that make it into something, you know, do the do the work to to properly package it. And so that's I, it couldn't be done without without you as well. Okay. So thanks. That's, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we're good. Actually, we um it was quite a bit longer than last time's chat. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that's okay. Well. Well, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, people will listen to this one and, and they'll be looking forward to this season because I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Neurosalience is brought to you by the Organization for Human Brain Mapping and is produced by Anastasia Brovkin, Ekaterina Dobrikova, Katie Moran, Niels Mulert, Kevin Zetek, and me, Rachel Stickland. Thank you.